This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. From the first moment I met him, Josh was the type of strong, successful male that was impossible for me not to be smitten with. You know, those people that say, I don't know what I'm looking for in relationships, but I'll know when I'll find it. I'm not that type of person. I always knew exactly what I wanted in a relationship. And a polyamorous three-way dynamic was definitely not on my map. But when I met him, he brought that to my knowledge. And he asked me if that's something that I would be interested in in trying, if that's something that would make me happy. And I remember thinking, uh, the first thought in my head was, uh, how is Shar feeling about all of this? Is Is this something that she could be interested in? Turns out when I met her that she was all in, like both of them, they were so interested in creating the polyamorous relationship that we have today. What we have today, the three of us, the throuple that you see today is possible because of Josh's ability to do polyamory as a hinge. His drive and determination uh, has inspired this podcast and has inspired us to bring our lifestyle to the world and create the changes that we want to create. Through our podcast, we sometimes hear how jealousy and the fear of being replaced can affect the successful integration into a trop- into a trouble dynamic. And sometimes I can't stop by thinking uh, if the hinge partner is a mindful, aware partner, if they could possibly avoid some of these problems. And this is why we're making this episode today. We want to discuss what are the main qualities of a hinge partner? What do they have to do and what do they have to bring to the table in order to uh, achieve successful integration in a V dynamic. Shar, when I met you, you were all in in creating the V dynamic that we had. What was it, in your opinion, the thing, the most important thing that Josh did in order to prepare your relationship and you for the next steps? Oh gosh, I think there were a lot of things that he had done, um, especially in like the year and a half or so since we had found out that he was polyamorous until we met you. Like I saw how much effort he had put into being the best possible version of himself and the best possible partner he could be to me. And I just, I knew that he wasn't going to back off on still putting as much effort into being what I needed him Mm -hmm. to be, even with an additional partner. Um, And I also knew very confidently what he valued in his relationship with me, what he was going to continue needing from me. And, uh, And I knew that even as dynamics changed and if my needs changed, that I could talk to him at any point right. and say, Hey, you know, I, I didn't need this before, but I'm needing this now. And I knew that his deep desire to be that amazing partner wasn't going to change or be lessened by having somebody else. I think that's the key word right there is the desire. The, uh, the number one thing to be a good right. partner is the desire, yeah. right? the willingness and uh, wanting to constantly better yourself, work on yourself yeah. um, without the desire. Right. Yeah. You're lacking the main ingredient. Yeah. That is the main quality that you have, that you bring to the table as a hinge partner, because uh, like Shar said, things change. You're never going to be completely on top of everything. You're going to be required to improve or change. And uh, the fact that you want to give 100% and you know it takes work and you're not lazy and you're willing to do it, that uh, sets you up for success. Correct. 
Yeah. I, I would say the second most important thing is communication. Mm-hmm. And we hear it all the time. We talk about it all the time, communication. But you're, it's the willingness to desire to improve, but you need the communication to find out what areas are you lacking in. Right. Mm-hmm. And the most important part of the communication is listening, mm-hmm. you know, and not just listening to respond, but listening to actually hear. Right. Right. That is definitely one of the hardest thing when it comes to communication. You're right. One of my favorite things, Josh, of how you were a hinge partner for me and Shar is that you allowed us to have uh, uh, alone time, her and I, and get to know each other and be friends. And you watch the kids, for example, and we had girls' nights. You even organized girls' nights for for us. And that was really beautiful. And you never pushed any type of uh, vision or idea that you had for our relationship you just kind of kind of let us uh, develop it yeah he created he created the space for it yeah he he did not ever envision that we would be a throuple like we are now but he created the space to just let us organically turn into whatever it could be that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, originally, we just, the, the idea was uh, hinge. That's what I, right. <laughs> that's right. what I envisioned. Dynamic. Was be, yeah. yeah. I never thought about that we were going to end up as a throuple. Yeah. I was right. against it. It just wasn't. Right. And that, vision. exactly. And that, I think when Shar uh, and I got closer together, there was a time where you were put in a situation that you were not anticipating. And you got to really put to work all those wonderful skills of yours and uh, maybe deal with uh, fear of losing or jealousy or any kind of insecurity like that. And that proves, again, that your determination to better yourself, to commit, to put 100% of your energy into the relationship, it paid off. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. All those rose to the surface at some Mm -hmm. point. It, It was something to push through. And you come out the other side, you know, that yeah. much better for it. So, yeah. One of the things I think one of my favorite things of seeing Josh as a hinge and now even in a throuple is seeing him be able to take full advantage of and really lean into his capacity for his relational abilities. Like I've, I've never known anybody that has the capacity for intimacy mm-hmm. and relational connection, connection yeah. the way he does. Like, I mean, even his friendships, mm-hmm. like he has friendships that go back, you know, 25, 30 years and like, and they, they're like brothers and the way that he is as a brother for his brothers and sisters and as a son and everything, like everywhere you look, like he really cares about his relationships and then seeing him be able to really lean into that in the home has been like, it's beautiful mm-hmm. to see. So I think, I think a lot of uh, people that maybe want the support of multiple partners, if you don't have that relational bandwidth, then being in a V dynamic might be more difficult. But right. for somebody like Josh, that's wired for right. this innately, like it's amazing to see how he gets even better, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the, Right. You have Jordan Peterson saying like, oh, if you have a relationship like this, the men are going to or women are going to be getting get less of yeah. the man. Like that's not at all how it is. Right. Not at all. Right. And this it's is definitely uh, uh, it's on a situational basis and from person to person. But yeah, in my opinion as well, like to be a good hinge partner, you have to be a mindful partner and you have to be in touch with your feelings and you have to know how to deal with uncomfortable feelings because there is a lot of responsibility 
mm-hmm. upon you. Correct. You, you have to be are, very good at planning in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Making, oh, yeah. <laughs> and making time and planning ahead and yeah. being organized. Joke a lot lately. Yeah. Like, what does it take to be a good hinge partner, a Google calendar, a shared Google calendar? Yes. <laughs> it was more difficult when we wore a hinge starting out um, because, and I'll say this, you know, it's because it's more challenging to have that one-on-one date night. So it's mm-hmm. the date nights are split up and you're worried, you know, am I spending enough time with you? Am I spending enough time with you? Am I spending enough time with the kids? What about my other relationships? What about my friendships? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but when we became a thruple, it that helped a lot because now we could start doing things together. It made it easier. So I wasn't, yeah. you know, even though I have the capacity for loving so many people, it's like, but time. You right. right. So much time. That's, if, you know, that's a, that's a resource. <laughs> and <laughs> you really have so much mm-hmm. of it. So yeah. um, that is the one thing I'd say to our listeners. So if you're looking to get in the hinges, you better be ready. For all the how time. much you're going to have to plan out <laughs> exactly. your schedule to make sure yeah. that you could be spread and, and, how, and how far can you be spread? And, you know, sometimes too, especially if your partners don't live with you, that sometimes they are both going to have something where they really want your support and you might have to choose sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, having that knowledge and being able to, to cope with that without giving into the poly guilt of, you know, having to be all things to all people mm-hmm. yeah and uh one very important attribute that a hinge has to have it's the emotional ability to uh to hold space for different types of emotions at the same time because when you have mm-hmm. two partners especially for a man with everybody knows that women have more emotional um ups and downs so for a man to be a hinge to two women one of us may have a good day, one of us may have a bad day, and you have to be there to support both of us throughout yeah. that time. So good luck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing, too, that as the relationship dynamics change and even just life um, life stages change, your partners are going to need different things from right. you. And, yeah, just that flexibility, like that's something Josh has always been really good at is being flexible as my needs change and as your needs change to just do what he can. Like, okay, you need this from me. I'll do that. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing that you want to, because that's your desire. You want to be the it best is. partner you can yeah. be. He takes that. This is something that I have not noticed. I haven't found in any other partner I've ever had. You take, uh, making us happy. You take it as your duty, as your responsibility. I can see it. I can feel it. You are taking it very seriously. You're not trying to get away from like, oh my gosh, she's having a bad day. I've got to get out of here. Or like, she's not happy. Oh, bitches be crazy. You know? (laughs) No, you take it very seriously. Like it's your job. If we're not happy, even if it's not your fault, you still think that you might've done something. Like you haven't done something as much as you should have, you know? You look like you're having a tough day. Would you like to go to Torchies and get some tacos and margaritas? (laughs) at 10 (laughs) a.m. Yes. I think one of the things too that has made him very successful at doing that, being there when we need him, is that he is also very mindful of what he needs and communicative about that as well. It's like, and I know because he's so communicative about that and he tells me like, hey, I need this space for myself. I need this to recharge me. I know that if I'm having an off day and I need something more from him than I usually do, that he's not going to say yes at his own detriment. detriment. Yeah. Yeah. So I know like I can always come to him and say, Hey, I need this. And he'll be like, okay, yeah, absolutely. I can do that for you. Or like, 
okay, I hear you. And yes, I want to meet that need, but first I need to take care mm-hmm. of, you know, like the whole oxygen mask, you know, you put your own os- oxygen mask on first yeah. and right. then I can take care of you. Yeah. And I just always know that I am going to be taken care of. Yeah, that is one of the common pitfalls of being a hinge where you're trying so hard, like especially for someone like you, if you don't know how to take care of yourself first, yeah. you will try to please everyone until you're just spent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, yeah, you have to make sure you take care of yourself first, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you do it for somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. And that I even learned a lot from his example in that because I was not the type for a long time that would put my own run oxygen mask on. <laughs> yeah, I would run myself until I was just, until I had nothing left to give and I wouldn't want to ask for anything more. Right. Um, and then once I realized that I can ask for more, then... It, everything really changed at that point. And, and then I also started taking time for myself mm-hmm. and taking care of myself. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Like for me, that is my main, like what's my strength is like taking care of myself. I know that if I'm not taking care of myself, like I need my little alone time, then everything's just going like to unravel. It's going to be a disaster for everyone involved. Yeah. <laughs> If you're enjoying this episode so far, please hit that like button. And for more content like this, please be sure to subscribe and hit that bell to be notified when there's new content. And share it with all your friends. If you're looking to connect with others in this community and embracing alternative lifestyles, we have a new Facebook community group called Throuble Talks Connection Hub. So head over to Facebook and join that group. It is a private group um, and we hope to see you there. Stay tuned for outtakes at the end. My favorite thing about Josh's hinge ability is how good he is in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's something that you question when you go into a V dynamic. You're like, is this man going to have enough energy for both of us? Because I thought about it. I don't think we ever talked about it because it was never needed. But I did think about it. Like, is he going to have enough energy to like be uh, uh, present and Mm -hmm. sexually satisfying to both of us and you do you do you give a hundred percent and you are spectacular and i am very happy i never felt like i am not getting enough sex not only you two both tap out before i did (laughs) 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 there have been times where i had to leave the bedroom and ask for help (laughs) (laughs) yes this man has stamina (laughs) the law yes (laughs) I, I can't even talk. It's so <laughs> <laughs> he takes his response. I mean, I I think men when they have sex, uh, they do it for uh, the uh, macho bonus points. I I could see it all the time. Like look at me, yeah, you like that? I'm so good. But like for him, it is a responsibility. He needs to satisfy his women. I can see it. Is the way he acts is just different. And that's what makes him unbelievably satisfying. I feel like it's all about, not in an uncomfortable way, but it is all about us. He wants to please his ladies and that is pleasure for him. It was something that I was a little bit, maybe not concerned about, but it was a thought like if I would feel like the seconds, like especially when there was the NRE was so strong with you guys at the beginning. And I never felt like that. Like he's not giving a hundred percent. He's not a hundred percent there with you. Um, like, yeah, that, or like, I, like he was just with me out of responsibility Mm -hmm. or duty. So I didn't feel left out. Like, right. 
No, like, and because I think because he was able to lean into who he was so fully relationally and sexually, that did return to me. It gave our intimacy and our sex mm-hmm. life a new life right. that you usually don't get when right. you're refreshed. 16 years into mm-hmm. marriage, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, we have so much sexual energy flowing around all the time. We do. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, the way you said that your flirting starts after the last orgasm, mm-hmm. you right. know? So it's like, yeah. it's constantly flowing around. It's like, when you get your, um, you know, your sex life is operating at that. It's like, you, it just stays there. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. not like you only have, uh, I have heard men tell me that married men, I have it like twice a month. Like, what? Right. <laughs> Right. And I, I guess it's all about the energy within the couple throuple or whatever dynamic it is. Like if it's an energy that feeds upon mm-hmm. each other, like even if uh, you may have like a lower libido day, but the other person is still kind of keeping things like flowing, right. yep. then you're just going to keep feeding on each other. Exactly. So it's you like, keep the libido revved high. Yep. yep. It's always exciting. Yes. yes. Every time we had any kind of communication issues or any kind of uh, uh, disagreements within either the V or the throuple later, Josh, you've always been on point with taking leadership and taking, uh, helping us communicate, Shara and I communicate better. Mm-hmm. And if you saw there's something that we're not doing as you thought we should be doing, you gently nudge us in the right direction. I think that's always been very helpful. Sometimes I feel like, uh, not necessarily Shar and I or you, but like any of us at any point can act a little childish because it's normal and we're human beings. And you have been always on point to spot that and uh, point it out gently. Yes. Not, in a, not in an aggressive, like grow up, you know, type of way, but saying, hey, I'm noticing this issue. Do you think you might be improving this if you would do something and i'm like well maybe (laughs) so yeah that's been very helpful i think one of the challenging things is when some you know something's brought up you're i'm trying to understand is it is this just venting or are you asking me to solve a problem because i can do that (laughs) yes you're very good at problem solving i am very good at venting (laughs) i always have to say this is venting i don't need you to help me (laughs) just listen I think yeah. he, he's always been really good too. I think about the knowing the balance between oversharing and undersharing, like making sure that everybody has mm-hmm. the information that we deserve to have, you know, like you don't want to keep things from each other, but also there does need to be some privacy right in in each relationship as well. So giving space for that. Or if he notices that maybe there's some tension between you and I, he doesn't like dig it, like, all right, tell me everything. And just like you said, like just kind of the gentle nudge of, hey, you know, right is there something maybe you guys could make some space to talk. And yeah, you know. I remember one of the challenges when we first started as a hinge was uh, no one was taking care of me. because <laughs> Everything that Shar used to do uh, for me, she started to assume she didn't need to do because you were there and you always thought Shar was going to take care of it. And then it's like, pretty soon I'm like the things I was used to get done for me. Like, Nobody made me lunch. Like, there's no, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what's, what's going on around here? Yeah. 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 I admit that's probably one of the most challenging things that we deal with, deal with, because it's not like we sat down and said, okay, this is your job and this is my job and this is your job. And sometimes either we both try to do the same thing for you yeah. or nobody does. <laughs> yeah. There was that's a learning problem. curve there. Yeah. Communication. <laughs> Tell us what you need. <laughs> Being a polyamorous hinge is a full-time job. It is something that is not to be taken lightly. It takes an amazing amount 
of skill, drive, and determination. And with the limited resources that we have out there for polyamorous relationships, except for our podcast, um, it's really hard to know when you give too much, when you're not giving enough, and how to do it right. And the secret to success here is, uh, like Josh is saying, listen, listen well, uh, take, take into consideration everybody's feelings and also take into consideration your needs and make sure that you start with every day from a place of love. How can I make the people in my life happy? And how can I enable the people in my life to make me happy? And that is the main, main secret to a successful V dynamic in polyamory. Being a hinge partner is a huge responsibility and it is a challenge to take on. But like we were saying, some people like Josh are wired to not, not only want to take on that challenge, but to thrive when they have that challenge in front of them. And when it's done right and intentionally, you can have beautiful, long-lasting relationships that not only withstand the time, but also things that, you know, sometimes the social stigma is negative coming mm -hmm. at us. But because what we have is so beautiful, it's easy to just kind of let that stuff roll off. Mm. Yep, definitely. It makes it much easier and all worth it. Yes, always worth it. Do you have what it takes to be a good hinge? Get in touch with us and let us know how are you a hinge partner? What do you do to be a good hinge partner? Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this content with others you think might benefit from it. Thank you. And don't forget to connect with us on Facebook. We'll see you next time. Bye.